Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm mindfully aware of what's going on in each area of the bagel map according to my home because I know my home is telling a story. So when I'm cleaning up after dinner and making sure the kitchen's clean before we go to bed, when I'm buying fresh flowers each week and setting them on the dining room table and the kitchen table, I'm placing intention with everything that I do. And it's those little small things that I do every single day that are creating the massive shifts in our lives. Hi, welcome to Being Home with Hunker. I'm Lori Gunning Grossman. Today on the show, we have a repeat guest, feng shui expert Christina Hollinger. Christina is a feng shui consultant and author, and she's the host of the podcast Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger, where she's focused on helping people expand their manifesting toolbox. Christina is dedicated to helping you design the life you deserve. I wanted to have Christina back on the show to talk specifically about feng shui for families and how we can use feng shui to help foster harmony within the home. Christina talks about how there are areas of our home that signify areas of our lives. So we talk specifically about the family area, how to identify it, where it's located in your home, and how to bolster this area through specific feng shui cures. In other words, if you want to strengthen and support family relationships, there are some simple yet effective things you can do in the form of decor and design, and Christina shares these ideas with us. I was also curious about how to use feng shui in other areas of our homes that we don't have total control over, such as our kids' rooms. For instance, in my home, my teens' bedrooms are in our wealth and fame area, and Christina has some great advice around what to do when maybe we can't completely control the decor or, to be frank, the clutter in these very important areas. You will also love hearing how and why Christina and her family write their intentions on their walls, ways that we can clear and uplift the energy in our spaces, and what to focus on if you were to do just one thing to create greater harmony in your home. So let's welcome our guest, Christina Hollinger. Christina, welcome back to the podcast. You were on here long ago, and I have to tell you, people loved your episode. I think people are hungry for feng shui, and they loved what you had to say. Thank you so much. My goal is always to make feng shui simple, modern, and effective. So good. Okay, so I had mentioned to you when I reached out to you that I wanted to have this have the focus about feng shui for families and how feng shui can help foster harmony within the home where families are living together. So what I would love to start with for anyone who has 
tuned into this and they're not quite familiar with feng shui, if you could start with the Bagua, what is this and how is it used in feng shui? The Bagua map is what drew me into feng shui in the first place. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Essentially, I work with the BTB school feng shui, which is actually a very simplified, modern approach. So the Bagua map identifies nine different areas of life and they correlate to different areas of your home. And the reason why this is a little bit simplified is because instead of using some compass directions to identify these spaces, you really just need to know where your front door is and you start the front door of your home. And for example, when you walk into the front door of your home, the far back left area is the wealth area of your home and the far back right area is the relationship area. And those are considered command positions. So I always like to start there. And people are fascinated that there are areas of their home that signify areas of their life. And at least I know I was really interested by this because then if I didn't like the story that my home was telling, I could literally change it. And it's a very empowering tool that we use in feng shui. It's so cool. And you just brought up the story of what our homes are telling us. And that is just like one of the themes here on this podcast that I love so much about how our homes are telling our story. Mm -hmm. So when you say something like that, do you mean like if there's like say a leak in the relationship corner, which is where we have a bathroom, a guest bathroom, that is telling a story. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So water in particular is very symbolic in feng shui. It represents money and emotion. So tending to any leaks or clogged drains as well is so important. It's interesting that you mentioned this because we literally just had the plumber come out to unclog a few drains in our bathroom, which happens to be in the family area. I swear I didn't make this up for the podcast, but it goes right with the theme. Clogged drains can really mean holding back emotions, holding back money, um, not being as perhaps open and giving of yourself. And, you know, in order to have lots of abundance and close relationships, we have to have that flow of giving and receiving, giving and receiving. And when we're missing that piece, it's out of balance. So anyway, the plumber came, unclogged our drains in the family area. And I'm not even kidding you. So many things have just been unlocking for us lately when it comes to money and even just when it comes to relationships and our close bonds, not just within our immediate family, but with our extended. So I just think it's so interesting how your home tells a story. Yes. So you said there's a family area. Where is this area on the map if we're walking through the front door? Yeah. Yeah. I want to do my best to explain this because I know we're talking all about family today, which is such a significant area that you just can't overlook it because the family area represents stability and finances Mm. and it represents your lineage and healing generational trauma or old limiting beliefs that may have potentially plagued you for years. Like, you know, we've all heard like money doesn't grow on trees. And so when you start to have these limiting beliefs, that's major healing that goes down through the lineage. So Family represents many different things. And in order to locate this area, bear with me here. When you walk into your front door, the far back left area is the wealth. 
And the front left area of your home is wisdom and knowledge. And in between those two spaces, in the left center, that's where the family area is. Okay. If you can kind of visualize it. And there's a free Bagwell map at my site if anyone is a visual learner and wants to see it. (laughs) Yeah, that's very cool. So are there very specific cures or things that you would recommend people do in the family area to bolster that energy, to kind of judge it up? Absolutely. So the foundation of feng shui, the very first thing you want to do is just mindfully and intentionally clean it out. I think it would be really interesting for your listeners to actually go to the family area and just take a quick assessment of that space. Do you spend time in that room? If you have an attached garage, it could potentially be in your family area. Mm. Um, Do you spend time there? Is there a lot of clutter? Are there mismatched pieces of furniture that don't really speak to you anymore? Is there natural lighting or could you add another lamp to that space? Is it inviting and welcoming? All of these questions are really going to help you to see a mirror. You know, when you're looking at that space, how are you feeling perhaps about your family area? And the great news is you just need to edit the space first and clean it, even simply vacuuming it, sweeping it, dusting it. That alone is going to get the energy moving in the space and could literally attract miracles into your life. You're done. But of course, I like a beautiful space and I think it's fun to apply the elements to a space. I like to go shopping and pick out, you know, decor that is going to be activating this space. So for your listeners who want to decorate as well, what you could do to activate the family area is really to intentionally place things that represent the wood element because the wood element activates family. Mm -hmm. So the wood element can be represented in three different ways. You can add something that is a vertical rectangle, the shape of a vertical rectangle. So you kind of can envision a tree growing upwards. You can activate it with colors of like green and then also wood furniture, shelving, pieces like that would be amazing in this space. Yeah. And I just want to add one more thing that this area is also activated by the number three. So what I've done, here's just an example, is I've taken some family photos that are really meaningful, and I placed them in vertical rectangle frames, Mm -hmm. and I made a collage of three in that space to activate the space and, of course, always setting your intention. You know, and I set my intention that I want our roots with our immediate family and our bonds to just grow deeper as the years go on. And when I look at those photos, I know subconsciously there's something going on, but it also brings me so much joy and it uplifts me so very much. And then to actually add the wood element, we also have like a little money tree is great there because it has the wood element and it's going to really enhance stability and finances. I like all of these, you know, especially because so many of us, we do love our family so much and having that strong bond in many of us with children and as they grow, perhaps are going to be leaving the house at some points, you know, soon. Just having that um, stability and that foundation is so important. Mm-hmm. So I love those tips. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about my family room and I'm like, oh, I've got green. I have some pictures, but not in the formation of threes, which I really like that tip. We do have a piano in there. I mean, I was like, 
That's wood. Well, you know, play that piano because sound is going to naturally activate the space and clear it and get stagnant chi moving. And so that's what I tell my clients all the time. Like if if I give a one-on-one consultation, I just, and they really desire change in a certain area of life. One of the first steps is just to spend time in that space. Yes, right, right. Mm -hmm. And you know, we put a plant on the piano, and I could not grow this plant anywhere. It just would not grow. And I place it on the piano, and it is just thriving. It's been there for about a year. It's like she just loves this space so much. It's really sweet. And I imagine it's from, like, the energy and the music from the piano. Oh, yes. I love that. that cool? Absolutely. It probably yeah. That just probably brings so much life to that space. I absolutely right. love that. Yeah. Okay, so here is a question that I have, and I imagine other people are going to have as well. So I'm wondering how we can use feng shui in areas of the Bagua that we don't have full control over. So I'm going to be specific here. So my son's bedroom is in our wealth area. My daughter's bedroom is in our fame area. And so they are teenagers. They have autonomy over their bedroom. And, you know, there's only so much that we can do as far as like encouraging them to keep it clean and organized and clutter-free. So what do you do when those spaces belong to other people? I love this question because it's so common. I had a client who her teenage son's bedroom was in the relationship area of their home. And I always say, don't worry, because in feng shui, there's always a cure. You know, is it ideal for the messy teenager's bedroom to be in a command position in the wealth area or the relationship area? It's probably not ideal, but it's real life. So a couple things you can do is, first of all, you can actually lay the Bagua map on just a room. So like in your own bedroom, Lori, you could lay the Bagua map on your bedroom and the far back left area of your bedroom is the wealth area. So you could really intentionally activate wealth in your bedroom. Mm. And I would even encourage you to do it in your kitchen and your living room Mm -hmm. because you really, you're right. You really can't control and you don't want to control your older child's bedroom. There gets to be a point where they get to express themselves and have full autonomy and ownership. And I think that that's amazing that you are, you know, allowing that and encouraging that. And I also think it's okay if it's not the colors or the arrangement that you want it to be, because you can set your intention throughout the home in other areas. Okay. I like that. That feels better because I sometimes say, oh my God, there's clutter in the closet in his room. (laughs) It doesn't feel like clutter to him, but um, it's good to know that We could put in these cures in other areas of our home. Now, say we are parents of kids and our kids are either babies or people are expecting and they're setting up a room. So the parent has complete control over how they want to set it up. Do you have any ideas about like, oh, you should have the crib in this area, you know, put a plant here. When someone has complete control over that in the bedrooms of kids, what are some suggestions around that? Another amazing question, because this is where it could be really fun, right? You can set your intention for your child and 
really set the room up for optimal rest. That's the goal when you are designing a Mm. child's bedroom and you have complete control. So you'll want as far as the bed position and the crib position, ideally you can put the child's bed in the command position. This is one of the most foundational and important pieces of feng shui because we spend a third of our life sleeping. So therefore we spend a third of our life in our bedrooms. So I like to say the bedroom is like this manifesting incubator. So for all the adults who are listening, you can really make sure that your bed's in the command position and also do this for your children. Ultimately, the bed is accessible from both sides. And I mean, Mm. Lori, I did this until I was 27 years old. I would push my bed against the wall because I thought it made my room look bigger. But ultimately, you're cutting off the circulation of energy and you're not going to get as optimal rest when the bed's pushed against the wall. And then when your children are old enough to be in relationships and start dating, it's actually really not optimal for your dating life or for your relationships because you're not going to feel equal to your partner and it's just going to be challenging. You'll find challenges in relationships. So that's actually key for your teenagers as well to know that. Yeah, I love that. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Now, my other question is, and and I know we talked about like the family area and there are some cures and ideas uh, for decorating there. Overall in the house, for like the greatest feeling of harmony and flow within a family. Anything that you would suggest for how we decorate or colors we use that really just bolster and strengthen the family relationship? I love this question. And I was really thinking about, you know, my daughter said this to me the other day. She goes, Mom, I really like our house. And I said, really, honey, that's great. I'm so glad you love our house because my intention is for my kids to feel safe to be themselves and to feel connected and love this home that we have created. And she says, yeah, you know, I really like the kitchen and I really like my bedroom. And she said, 
I just think those are the most important rooms. Hmm. I said, oh my gosh, I didn't even tell you this, but it, in feng shui, those are the most important rooms. The kitchen, we've heard it many times, the kitchen's the heart of the home. And there really is something to that. Like in feng shui, the kitchen is considered the hub of abundance. There are so many different pieces of the kitchen that represent your ability to attract money, your capacity to save it as well. So like the stove, for example, and the refrigerator and the dining room table are all representing your money, your income, your stability, and keeping those things clean. And there's so many different things you can do, keeping the refrigerator full. All of that is going to give you a sense of security. So I love to like bring those, you said like where to put a plant when we were talking about the children's bedroom. You know, plants throughout the home with intention are so powerful. So, Mm. you know, placing fresh flowers in the kitchen is going to bring in abundance and security for your, for your family. And the other area where she was talking about how she loves her bedroom, that really is a sanctuary for your children where they can see themselves. So my daughter, who I should have mentioned this, she's eight. So she's Mm -hmm. pretty young, but when she was about second grade, she was starting to express to me that she wanted to change the color of her wall and start making some decor choices in her bedroom. And at that time, I knew she was ready to take some more ownership of her space and and really express her creativity and see herself in that space. So as a mom, I just picked out a few different colors that were mom approved, but Mm -hmm. she didn't know that. But I also wanted to make it easy for her. I was like, okay, here's the feature wall colors that would be good here. I also gave her like a Pinterest board of mom approved, like different like bedding. And it was a variety. So she could choose what she really liked from those choices. And I just feel like as you grow and as your children grow, your intentions and your interests start to evolve as well. And so too should your home. Yeah. And so I just think that that's really the best way to like bring in the harmony home is it's really like just intentionally designing your space and listening to your children when they express that they're ready to move on into the next stage of their life and they want their home to reflect that. It's so sweet. I love that. You know, as you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, my daughter, and I think my son too, at such a very young age, had ideas about how they wanted their room to look. And it becomes a part of literally a reflection of their identity and how they see themselves. And I think I was surprised about how young that happened. And also, I totally appreciate it because my kids are the same way. They love their bedrooms. And I just find that to be so sweet. It's It's their little safe haven to go to. No, I'm already sad because we decorated this bedroom two years ago, and I can't believe we're already kind of thinking about how it's going to evolve. And it just, you know, it happens pretty quickly. But I think it's so special that children can feel like that is their space and they can, that that's a place for them to rest rejuvenate, and really go out into the world and do amazing things. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So I'm wondering when there are different family members and different people have different goals and different visions for their life, what they want to do, how they want to show up, how can we support that through feng shui in our homes when there are these different personalities and life goals going on? Okay, here's what I will tell listeners. So 
I'm married. I have a husband and he supports the feng shui that I do because he's experienced great results from it. He's experienced expansion in his career and different things like that. And this is just an example, Lori, of how we have really set our intention for all of us in the home. Mm -hmm. Whenever we paint a room, we actually write our intentions on the wall. And for example, I'm sitting in my home office right now, which is in our wealth area. And I invited my husband to write his intentions for his business and wealth on the wall. And we've done this in the children creativity area as well. And I wrote my intentions for my children because they were too young at the time to write their own intentions. But then when we did Abby's bedroom and we painted her room, I invited her to write her, we called them wishes. I told her, these are our intentions, but you can just write what you're wishing for. And we paint over these intentions. And if you're not painting, you can actually just do this on a piece of paper and put it behind a piece of artwork Mm -hmm. because words carry energy and these affirmations will support you. You put it behind a piece of artwork and it's really a fun way to bring your intentions and your goals to life energetically and your home supports you and you can reset it anytime. And what I really wanted to say to your listeners is if you're like, okay, no way, my husband's not picking up a pencil or my wife or whoever, my partner is not going to pick up a pencil and write on the wall with me. That's fine. Feng Shui is going to work either way. And you can set your intentions for your family members that live with you. You can set your intentions for your grown children who are out of the house and it can still work, which is so powerful. I love this idea. It's like magic in the walls. It's so cool. Do you ever take a picture of what you wrote on the wall so you can remember it? Or is it like you wrote it and it's out there? You let it go. I actually took a picture a few times, but in general, sometimes I told you you could do this on paper. So I did this in particular in the career area of my bedroom where I took a piece of paper, cut it into a wavy odd shape because wavy odd shapes activate the water energy. And I wrote my intentions for my career, placed that in the career area of my bedroom. And a year later, I did get a chance to look at it. And it is quite fascinating how you can look back and see that things manifest. And there's I know, there's science to back this stuff up. Like if you write down your goals, there's science to back up the fact that it it, it will manifest for you. So sometimes I, I wish I knew all of the psychology behind feng shui because I know it's energy work, it's quantum physics, but I know there's psychology behind it. I just, all I know is that it really works. So I hope your listeners will try it. I think people are fascinated with feng shui and energy and really doing what we can to make our spaces feel good, look good, support us. I always say, why not? You know, just why not believe in it and try it out? It seems like there are simple things you can do, like writing intention and put it behind a piece of art. Like, that's so simple and so cool. It's so simple. And it is. Like, why not? And I <laughs> I know you had Ophi from the Astro Twins on the show, and she yeah. and I worked together to create a course called Feng Shui for Families. And I know that when she was on the show, she spoke about how just like in astrology, there's 12 different zodiac signs, how everyone in your family can actually be an element 
in feng shui. So I didn't want to overlap and get too much into that. But what I was going to share with you, Lori, yeah. is that, you know, your question to how do you promote harmony and balance when there's so many different personalities and so many different, everyone has their own personal energy and we all feed off of each other. And so how do you keep the harmony? Because we know that in our home, our home is a classroom. There's going to be disagreements. This is where we're learning how to have healthy boundaries and conversations about conflict and challenges. So what happens when we're struggling? Because that happens, right? right. So I wanted to just share that I have found a lot of success with simple space clearing rituals, whether you want to use sage, Palo Santo, or even a, a sage spray, you know, you can find those in different places, but opening up the windows, even though in here in Chicago, where I live, it's like 11 degrees, Yeah, <laughs> but this is the most important time to crack those windows open and get the energy moving. And if you're not into any type of space clearing, you can get a little wind chime and circulate around your your home using that wind chime because the sound will break apart that energy, get that stagnant energy moving and allow it to release through the windows and really just set your intention that you're clearing the energy for a fresh start. And what I love to do in between, you don't have to do anything major, but in between these mini space clearings, set out some flowers because that will keep the energy uplifted and bring about more harmony and keep that going longer. And light candles regularly because what candles will do is they'll actually burn any negative or stagnant energy. So candles and flowers are just some natural home remedies that when you, you apply it with intention, it can really be powerful way to create more harmony at home. Christina, I love these. I also mm. love candles and flowers more than anything. So, And now you can, you know, place them with intention. Love it. Yeah. When you say to walk around the house for space clearing and maybe using the chimes or using like a spray, open up the windows... Do you say do that once a week, every other day? Is there a schedule for that or is it just what feels good? So I personally like to pay attention to the moon phases. Okay. So the new moon is a really great time to go within. It's when the moon is not visible to us from earth. So the sky is completely dark. And so it prompts you to go within, set your intentions mm -hmm. and clear space. It's almost like turning the soil, if you will, and make space for miracles to grow. And then about two and two and a half weeks later, you'll see it's the full moon. And the full moon generally represents a time of manifestation. It's a time where you'll see some of your manifestations come to fruition. And the full moon, it really brings its powerful magnetic energy. It actually raises the tides. The tides come up higher. Our emotions are higher during a full moon because we're made up of 65% or more water. Mm -hmm. So this is another great time where the universal energy during a full moon is a very powerful time to clear the energy of your space. Ooh. So I personally recommend either one of those times. Christina, you're chock full of good stuff. This is so fun. I, I just love these cures and ideas. So I guess I was going to ask if there's anything else that's like a general overall, hey, families, if you want to just try one thing 
and see how it feels to create that harmony in your household? Is there one thing that you would suggest people do? So, I mean, for me, it's not the big adjustments that are going to make the huge difference Mm. in your life. It's the simple everyday rituals that I think are going to impact and influence your well-being and your family's well-being. So throughout every single day of our lives, I'm mindfully aware of what's going on in each area of the Bagel map, according to my home, because I know my home is telling a story. Mm-hmm. So when I'm cleaning up after dinner and making sure the kitchen's clean before we go to bed, when I'm buying fresh flowers each week and setting them on the dining room table and the kitchen table, I'm placing intention with everything that I do. And it's those little small things that I do every single day that are creating the massive shifts in our lives. Mm. And that's what my kids feel. So that's what I would say is just, you know, you don't have to overthink it and you don't have to do a ton. I think if you want to try a little space clearing and try some fresh flowers or something like that, I think you'll be amazed. If you just do that for six months, you'll be amazed at the shifts that happen in your life. So good. It's (laughs) so good. I like you saying about the intention, just the intention every day. Mm-hmm. How we do anything is how we do everything type of thing, right? Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, feng shui is translated into wind and water. And the wind is the invisible part, the things that we can't see. The water is hanging the three pictures on the wall mm-hmm. or rearranging our furniture. Those are the mundane things that we can actually visibly see change our environment. And those are fun, especially for the interior designers out there listening. Yeah. But yes. the wind piece, it's the energy we're working with that we can't see, but we know we can feel it. And so some of the suggestions I gave today are very much those transcendental, invisible cures that no one's going to see, but they'll generate results. Mm. (laughs) I love it all. I know. I love it too. Okay. So I have one more question for you. Now, I asked this to you when you were on the podcast the first time. It is the question I ask at the end of every episode. So it is the question of what does being home mean to you? Now, I don't know if that answer has changed for you or if perhaps we want to couch it, and I'm going to put a little little addition to it, is what does being home with your family mean to you? I love that. I would love to remember what I said. I feel like I said something about home is wherever I'm with my family, so we're going to make wherever we are our home. But when you ask me that, I have to be honest. Home really is about being in this exact space. You know, there's no place like home. So I can function, I will literally feng shui my hotel room. I will feng shui any space that I'm occupying because I do believe that the energy affects us and that our environments and our immediate surroundings affect us. But there's no place like being our actual home and really being able to design a space that is nourishing and supportive of everyone in this house. And it's totally possible, even if you have four or five different personalities, it's absolutely possible to create a space that's harmonious and beautiful 
and safe. You are so generous, Christina, with your ideas and the energy, the literal energy that you put out around feng shui and helping people create beautiful spaces. And I love talking with you. You're a complete delight, and we're just going to keep the conversation going, keep the feng shui energy going between each other. I absolutely love it. Thank you for inviting me on again. I love listening to Hunker Home, actually. I'm a fan of your podcast, and I just, I I could listen to you for hours, Lori. Oh, you're so sweet. Truly. Thank you, Christina. I so appreciate it. To learn more about Christina, find her on Instagram at christina.hollinger or visit her website, christinahollinger.com. That's Christina with a K, and her last name is spelled H-O-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. On her website, you can sign up to receive a free feng shui guide to help you get started, or you can learn more about how you can work with Christina. Be sure while you're there to check out her 12-month manifesting journey where she's helping people manifest their dreams in one year, and you can join her inner circle of experts and follow her podcast, Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. Also in our show notes, you can discover other episodes we think you might like, such as my chat with Ophi from the Astro Twins. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer Maury Men, and director of audience development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. This is amazing. Knocking stuff out. I love it. I always feel it the best like right after I finish an interview, like I did it. Okay. Duh.